This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Good morning. Joe Bennett is on vacation. Sterling Fox back with you at exactly 635 with a guest on the line from Ottawa. And I have to tell you, it's been quite a while since I had an opportunity to welcome this fellow to the airwaves of CKNW. Uh, we're talking about Democracy Watch big guy and founder Duff Conacher. Duff, good morning. Good morning, sir. It's good to have you with us today, and you're on about the Auditor General. And, of course, we're talking about uh, uh, a, a number of issues here, but uh, you, we should probably, you should probably know that I'm framing most of my questions from the, from the land that the New York Times has called the Wild West <laughs> of North American political uh, donations. So uh, your – pardon me? That was actually my phrase quoted in the New York Times. Well, there you go. And, and, of course, everybody picked up on it. So good mileage out of that phrase and that quote, Duff. Thank you. So uh, now we're talking in this particular case this morning, however, about a federal matter that echoes and resonates rather loudly here in British Columbia. Uh, let's go back to uh, talking a little bit about Karen Shepard. Tell everybody who Karen Shepard is and uh, why you think that there may be room for a special prosecutor here. Uh, well, no, uh, the special prosecutor that we've called for is in B.C., which has been appointed. Exactly. Uh, Karen Shepard is the commissioner of lobbying at the federal level, and uh, we've called on her to uh, finally rule on a complaint that Democracy Watch filed last May about uh, lobby groups, organizations, paying for MPs' junkets, um, travel, which is allowed under the MPs' code, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. MPs have a big loophole they put in their own ethics rules that allows them to accept the gift of a junket for themselves and their family and anyone they want to take along. Uh, and uh, they can go anywhere in the world as many times as they want a year. Interesting. Duff, does that, just before we carry on, it, does that apply only to MPs or are cabinet ministers also included in those exemptions? No, cabinet ministers are not allowed to uh, take this, including junior junior cabinet ministers, which are called parliamentary secretaries. Okay. Under the, uh, under the prime minister's own rules and under the, the law called the Conflict of Interest Act. And uh, Mr. Trudeau's... Um, not uh, didn't really have a sponsored travel classic type type trip, but he's in trouble for a gift of travel that he accepted from the Aga Khan. The helicopter ride, right? Yeah, and also the the vacation on the Aga Khan's island mm-hmm. uh, that he and his family and uh, and friends took in at Christmas. So um, that's one form of travel uh, that is not allowed. On, in Democracy Watch's opinion, because the Aga Khan is the head of the Aga Khan Foundation, which lobbies the government. And receives gobs of money from Canadian taxpayers. Yes, it has. Uh, hundreds of millions in the past uh, uh, decade. And uh, then there are uh, smaller trips that are taken by MPs, where lobbyists are paying uh, for their expenses. And, and they can take their family members along, or other associates, their staff in their office. It's a hugely unethical loophole. About one quarter of uh, 70 to 90 MPs take the trips each year, and, uh, and they come from all parties, and they embarrass all the parties. A majority of MPs don't take this, these trips, but they get embarrassed, but guilt by association with sure. the MPs from their parties, and so do the leaders. I don't know why they haven't closed this loophole, the majority of MPs who don't take the trips each year. It's uh, a small amount of money, relatively, and uh, we filed a complaint last May with the Commissioner of Lobbying, Karen Shepard, who has a horribly weak record in, over the last nine years since she was appointed 
commissioner. And she's taken a year to investigate these very clear situations where we know an organization is registered to lobby. We know the lobbyist code of conduct says a lobbyist can't do anything for or give anything to a politician they're lobbying. And yet she is still not ruled on these uh, trips that we complained about. She actually ignored the fact that this was happening from 2009 on when this rule came in that uh, lobbyists are not allowed to do anything. But this, this sounds like it's almost a matter for the courts, Duff, because on the one hand you have a set of rules that say you can't do this, and on the other hand you have parliamentarians giving themselves exemptions and saying, oh, well, if someone invites you to take a ride or whatever, off you go, no problem, it's perfectly legal. There's a conflict in those sets of rules. There is a conflict in those sets of rules, and it should be cleared up. Um, and the exemption that the, the MPs put in their code should be closed, this huge loophole. Mm-hmm. But the Commissioner of Lobbying can rule on the situation, could have ruled on it right back to 2009. Here we are almost eight years later since this rule became effective. And, um, and you know, she hasn't done anything about it. <laughs> We had to file this complaint last May to even get her to act, and she's taken now almost another year and not acted. This is the kind of thing we've seen with federal lobbying and ethics rules. We've seen them, unfortunately, in the provinces as well, um, including B.C., where Commissioner Fraser said there was not even the appearance of a conflict of interest uh, in response to Democracy Watch's complaint last year uh, that... uh, Premier Christy Clark was behind closed doors at high-priced exclusive fundraisers with lobbyists. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, that's fine, no problem here at all. And we've had to go to court. We're now in the B.C. Court of Appeal trying to get a a legally correct ruling out of the commissioner. Is it likely, Duff, that you're going to end up in court at the federal level with this conflict between the two sets of rules, one for lobbyists, one for parliamentarians, which the lobbying commissioner seems reluctant to deal with? At least if she made a ruling, there would be a precedent that would set up a court case. Is there any way of bypassing her, or does she need to make some kind of rule? And then, if necessary, court proceedings are initiated. We've had to go to court against her and her predecessors in the past, and the the ethics commissioner in the past, to to force them to rule after they've sat on complaints for years, literally. Mm-hmm. So we're, Democracy Watch is fully prepared to go back into court to force the lobbying commissioner to do her job. She is currently, and so is the ethics commissioner, Mary Dawson, who is equally a, a, a lapdog and has a negligently weak record over the last nine years, uh, they are both currently essentially serving at the pleasure of the Trudeau cabinet. They uh, were appointed for six months' terms because their terms were actually up, both of them, last July. Right. They were appointed for a six-month term last July. It was renewed in December. And they're currently both investigating the Trudeau or cabinet ministers. And he's given them a job. Each time they get renewed for six months, it's worth $100,000 to them. And he's chosen them. At the same time, they're investigating him. Uh, their offices are investigating him, and they'll be judging him. So essentially, we have a situation right now where Prime Minister Trudeau has chosen his own judges right. for his own cases when people have filed complaints against him. And they wonder why the, this, what is seen from by some as vexatious litigation, they wonder why stuff like this ends up in court, Duff. I know, and it's because the system is the scandal, and it's rigged in favor of the, the cabinet and the prime minister, and, and in the provinces, uh, rigged in favor of the premiers and cabinet ministers. And the, the 
unfortunately, our ethics enforcement systems across the country are unethical. The, the premier and their cabinet ministers and the prime minister and cabinet ministers choose their own judges. And they're in a conflict of interest, obviously. They're going to choose a lapdog. Mm-hmm. And, and they know Mary Dawson, as the ethics commissioner, is a lapdog, and Karen Shepard, as lobbying commissioner, has been a lapdog. Uh, they were both chosen by Harper, but they both pr- have proven that they will d- make very weak rulings and fail to enforce the law again and again. So, of course, the Trudeau cabinet was quite happy to renew their terms, knowing that, hey, that's great, we're going to be let off the hook the same way they let Harper uh, and his conservative cabinet off the hook. I'm afraid I'm, I'm out of they've done. Yeah, I'm out of time here, Duff, and it's really unfortunate because you've really just peeled back a couple of layers of the onion, uh, and it's already beginning to smell rather strongly. Uh, democracywatch.ca is a good place for listeners to go to to get a lot more background on this and uh, lean into the story a little heavier. We appreciate your bringing it to our attention, and it's good to talk to you again. You as well, Sterling. All right, Have Duff, a great weekend. Duff Conacher is the founder of Democracy Watch, and their web address again is democracywatch.ca. Five degrees in the rain at 644. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.